0: Hi friends, my name is Sasha and I'm Mia and this is the drawing club podcast,
1: a weekly show where we chat about art, creativity, life and my cats and all of this while drawing a new illustration every week
0: and you can draw with us. If you do, please share your creations on social media and tag us in your posts. Welcome to the club, friends. Hi, welcome back to the drawing club podcast. Welcome. Nice to be here. Yes, nice to be here drawing and chatting with you again. And yeah, let's start with our drawings. So what are you drawing today, Mia? Uh,
1: Well, I'm drawing on my iPad again, and I'm actually doing I'm being boring today and I'm doing work stuff. And even more boringly, I can't really (laughs) talk about it with you (laughs) maybe yet. because yeah, I'm sketching this work assignment, uh, I'm doing this very exciting project that I will be sharing with you, but uh, all, I think in, in only in December, maybe, once I am finished with it. But I'm on a deadline, so I have to take all the time I, need, I can to sketch out this project, so yeah, I'm doing secret drawing project stuff on my iPad. <laughs> But I'll I'll show you once once I'm done. (laughs) What about you, Sasha?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I don't think it's boring. I think it's real life. (laughs) Awesome. Yes, so that's what you're working. That's your drawing project now, so that's what you're doing. And we'll all be excited to see it once it's ready. But yeah, I'm... And also, like, I've been doing work stuff here for a couple of weeks now because I've been <laughs> doing tattoo designs. And I think I'm I'm doing that now, too. I'm not mm. sure if this will become tattoo designs, but I was thinking I want to make some designs that are, like, kind of more abstract-y. Oh, exciting. Like, some, some shapes and stuff. So I'm just sketching, like, a page of random stuff. To be honest, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I can like describe any of this in, in any way. But I'm just trying out some abstract shapes and things, just kind of practicing what what works, like to see if I can come up with some abstract tattoo designs or just have fun drawing shapes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds cool! Yeah. I can't
1: wait to see. What you come up with. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Uh, what would you like to share with the club today?
0: Yeah. I I have some, like, I have a fun thing to share. Um, yeah. Like, the other day, I did, like, a little crafty project at home. Yeah? That was, like, so fun. It, I mean mainly like yeah I, I am I've always been like a crafter like I like to do things with my hands since I was like a child but then I feel like when when like making things with my hand became my my work like I was bookbinding a lot for work and stuff I kind of stopped crafting just for fun. Like I was every now and then I think when I was like when I would get super stressed I would sometimes crochet or knit just to calm myself down but that was like very rare but other than that I did I haven't really like done any like just for fun you know this kind of like evening random DIY thing but the other day yeah I think because now like Crafting is not really part of my job. I only, like, draw and tattoo now. I don't really, like... A year ago, I decided to stop bookbinding for work. Mm -hmm. So I think, like, now enough time has passed that I just want to craft for fun. So, yeah. There has been this trend, at least, like, on YouTube and probably on Instagram, uh, where, like, people mix acrylic paint with baking soda and then it makes and then if you paint for example like some kind of bottle it makes the surface look like it's like pottery what
1: that yeah sounds b- so because cool.
0: the yeah because the yeah it it gives it this kind of texture yeah and then it, it it's oh. kind of yeah this fake pottery and when i saw people do it i was like oh my god i want to try this because it sounds so easy so yeah like the a a while ago we went to a uh, like to a recycling center with my partner and i just looked at all kinds of like glass jars that i could use for that and i bought a couple and then we went into, like, a craft store and I got myself acrylic paints in some, like, nice colors. Yeah. And then, like, a couple days ago, I I tried that and it was so much fun. I mean, I, I like the results, but also just the process. Just, like, sitting down in the evening after work and making this thing. And, like, my partner was even asking me, like, are you making this for your new studio? I'm like, no. And I was like, so what are these going to be? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just doing it just for fun. Like, this is just... Like, yeah. a craft project I want to do in the evening. Like, he he didn't even... Because I haven't done it in so long. Like, yeah. he kind of also didn't expect I would do it. He had to, like... He was, like, confused. What is it that I'm doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what part of my job is this for? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, nothing. It's just, like... Just a thing I want to do for fun. I don't know, like, if these are even going to come out nice. If I'm going to use this anywhere. I just want to, like do this and it was so fun to just like paint this this weird thick paint onto little bottles (laughs) i don't know i i enjoyed it so much and i was like oh my god i missed this like i used to love this just making some random handmade stuff that like it didn't always come out beautiful like it you're like not, not supposed to make a masterpiece you're just doing this for fun
1: yeah oh but that's but perfect yeah. and that's like what we kind of been talking about these past few weeks kind of trying like well kind of new creative things or different creative things to what you kind of usually do yeah well. true true that sounds yeah. so exciting. But, like, you don't have
0: them now to show me? Because <laughs> I really wanted to. Yes, see. I have them to show you. Well, <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I didn't, I, I was not sure if I wanna talk about this because <laughs> I wanted to give them to you. <laughs> as what? A gift. Really? Yes. So, <laughs> so is it okay if I don't show them to you? Because it's a surprise. <laughs> okay, you're going to make me cry. Yes, it's okay. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah, because oh. you have a new apartment. So even before I painted oh. them, I was like, if they look nice, I want to give them to Mia and only. Because oh. <laughs> they have a new apartment and maybe they could be nice to de- <laughs> as a decoration. <laughs> oh my god thank you so much that's so sweet <laughs> yeah Aww. so I was like I really want to share it with the podcast but also I kind of wanted it to be like <laughs> a surprise but yeah it's gonna be like a little bit of a surprise I'm not yes. gonna show them to you oh <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, that's so cute well I promise that after I get them I, I will
0: show you friends also oh <laughs> mm. that is so
1: sweet <laughs> thank you
0: yes and sorry
1: for making you cry (laughs) no i mean i love crying you you should know i
0: mean you probably do (laughs) i never mind it yes Yes, okay well you're welcome (laughs) okay what do you want to share with the club today
1: yeah so i want to share my recent trip uh to the cabin so as I've shared on this podcast, uh, my family has a cabin and me and my partner Olivier uh, go there a few times a year and it's always super nice. And uh, when I got this uh, job assignment, that the secret one that I'm doing now, we decided that this would be like a perfect time to go for a bit of a longer time because I will be doing drawing and I can do that even when I'm out of the house. So we went to the cabin for like a week and oh my God, it was so, it was so nice. I mean, I was so tired there. I think it was kind of like this thing where you kind of let yourself rest and you kind of only realize like, I, I felt like I was sleeping all the time. and. It was like even more clear there where it's like so dark because it's like surrounded by the forest. And there's not like this, you know, this constant little bit of light that you get in the city. Even though it's dark, there's still like a bunch of lights everywhere. So it was like so clear how short the days are now. Uh, So I felt like really tired all the time. But we would take like walks. And I would take walks in the forest or like on these gravel roads and... And we just like, I don't know. I was like drawing there, but then we just were cooking and going to the sauna and lighting the fireplace in the evening. And we played a lot of PlayStation. It was like, it was like kind of this half holiday and half work, uh, like still doing my work. So, but it was like so needed. And I feel like when we returned home after the week, like I was so excited to get home, which felt like really nice because like. This home is still new to me in a way, even though we've lived here almost three months. Like, I can't believe it. It's going to be three months soon. But yeah, it felt really nice also to return home after that. And I kind of feel like I I have, like, more inspiration or, like, more kind of this, like, oh, I want to do stuff. Like, I want to do creative things. I feel like more energy and stuff. So that's, like, super nice.
0: yeah. (laughs)
1: It was the perfect little uh, half-holiday.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, Sasha... was really nice. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was nice. Yes, Sasha, uh, do you want to share our topic of the
0: week? <laughs> yes. So, today we're going to be talking about different income streams. Mm-hmm. And mainly, like, the ones we have. Because I guess it's like... There's a lot of talk about how like in freelance and creative, like freelance and creative business, it's good to have a lot of different income streams because Mm -hmm. our job is so unstable that it's good that you have your money coming from different sides or different places. (laughs) So we thought today we could share with you uh, where our income as creatives comes from, all the different places that we have. And, like, maybe we can share a bit how we, g- g- how we found them or how they came together and how, did, how do we feel it's wor- working out. I don't know. Kind of talk about them a bit. Yeah. So maybe for some of you beginner illustrators or some of you not beginner but someone looking to find some news, income streams, maybe it can be interesting and useful and a little bit of insider information. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I always find it very interesting when people talk about this, like creatives, because it's usually, yeah, it's never only one thing. It's usually yeah. like yeah. a lot of different things.
0: <laughs> yeah, and maybe some of those things are not obvious. So. Yeah, okay. Okay, so should we maybe go kind of one by one? And I mean, most of them are maybe even similar to you and me, so yeah. we can kind of both uh, share our experiences. Yeah, Sure. Should I start? Yeah,
1: go ahead. Okay, uh, so I think like my main income, at least for most of my career has been my online shop, which is where I, yeah, so I like illustrate products and I design products with my illustrations and then I sell them in my online shop and that's kind of my main, I consider that like my main, uh, what is it, main work? <laughs> That's mainly what brings the bread. (laughs) Oh my god. Yes, so my shop is the main thing that I do. And you also have an online shop,
0: Yes, I also have an online shop and it is like one of my income streams. Even though this year it hasn't been... Like this year a lot of things have changed for me, so... Mm maybe (laughs) also this whole episode is gonna kind of like the running string is gonna be how things have been changing but I think that's also like a good a good place to like uh reflect on that that it's good to have like these different things and also be open to maybe new income streams all the time because things can happen like a pandemic apparently can happen yeah it can (laughs) and yeah and like other things like it's not always so so global but things can happen to you or your I don't know your city or the internet or the platform that you're using so I think that's like one of the things that is good to keep in mind that it's like it stability is very nice but also like yeah if you are if you're you have a kind of self-run creative job like a freelance or own business kind of Mm -hmm. creative job it's good to have this open mindset and kind of like be open to things changing. Yeah. So yeah, so like my change for example has been, yeah, I I had a lot of income from my online, or like the most income from my online shop when I was selling planners. That has been my Mm. star product and this year my plan was to change things around because I got tired of making planners. Mm. But then things happened, and I think I'm gonna changing things around later, <laughs> but yeah,
1: I mean you have been changing things around, but yeah maybe like not the way you originally
0: yeah, yeah. thought, yeah, yeah I mean with my online shop like my yeah, my yeah. I want I want to still have an online shop running and selling things, but the things that I planned for it didn't really happen this year, yeah, but yeah and and yeah like I I've, I don't know like. I could maybe say like what I, I feel the positive and negative things of running an online shop. Yeah, definitely. For that's me, where, Like when you have a lot of small products, for me, like it has been a bit challenging sometimes to like sell things in small quantities. Mm. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting an online shop, that's good thing to think about like how open you are to selling a lot of small things and taking like a lot of small packages to the shop but yeah it's good that it's online and you don't need to go anywhere and it's pretty easy nowadays to start an online shop so basically like if you can take photos of your things and put them up it's I think online shop is very nice as a starting like as a first income stream for a lot of people like that's what a lot of people start with and I think it's like a good place to start
1: yeah, that's definitely where I started. And we made an episode on selling your art online. So if you're interested to hear like more in-depth uh, chat about that, check back <laughs> on our episodes. I can't remember, but it was last season, I think. So yes. feel free to check that out. Yeah, I really love that in my shop is like where I kind of can just test things out and try things out with kind of like a, I don't know, like I can just draw something and see like, oh, would this make a cute postcard? And then I print it out and see like, hmm, sure. And then <laughs> I can sell that postcard or Like it's very, um, it's very nice that I have like creative freedom in that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's your shop, so you can yeah do anything you want there. <laughs> like you, de- you decide what it looks like and yeah. what is sold there and what is the theme or is there a theme like exactly it's up to you personally which is very nice
1: yeah and that's something that's kind of quite connected to like our online shops is like selling our products at events like at markets uh or fairs which is like oh my god like i really miss it (laughs) i really missed it this year like it's always super stressful and i like I'm like so exhausted from it but it's so special like meeting people and seeing how people react to your art like in real time and like talking to people and like I don't know it's like so affirming and kind of just just so nice <laughs> so I really miss that even though it's like yeah. like financially a lot of the times it's like <laughs> Like, I don't know, compared to all the work of, like, preparing for a market and then, like, staying usually for two days, like, working the whole day at the event. And then, like, it's
0: not always,
1: I don't know, it's not always great, but it's also rewarding in other ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would say also that, like, markets is not, like, a very... Like, in terms of income, Mm. it's... (laughs) For I I think for some people, it might be like a very good stream, but for me, like, I I would never at least have that as like my main or my only income stream because it's a lot of work compared to what I personally get out, um, uh, like, yeah, money wise. But yeah, the experience itself is very nice, and also, like, I think it's a good place to like kind of test what what sells and how and like how people react to your products because i got a lot of like ideas also about what products i could make because a lot of people would see something and they would like it but then they would ask like like they see a cat postcard and they're like oh this is so nice do you have anything with dogs and mm. and when a lot of people ask that i'm like okay so a lot of people want dogs <laughs> yeah. or like uh, or like i i don't know they Have this tea postcard, but then they're like, Oh, do you have this as a poster? Because I would love to put this in my kitchen, or or things like that. Like people usually don't send messages Mm. like this because it's more like a quick reaction when they are like shopping at the market, they already kind of maybe have things in mind what they're looking for, or like Mm. I don't know, or or, like they are in a shopping mindset, so they they will tell you what they want. Yeah, that's true. So I true. think it's, like, a, yeah, a very good place to, like, get, get ideas and also see how people react to your product. Because then they start sometimes, like, telling stories, like, when they buy some something that has a dog and they're, like, this is exactly like my dog and, like, this would be perfect. Or, like, yeah. or then they, like, put it on their coat and they're, like, oh, this coat was missing this thing and now this pin is, like, perfect there. So you kind of, like... I don't know see them interact with the product and you see what it kind of brings into their life so then you can also get ideas on like how to photograph your product later or how to describe it to people when you sell it online yeah yeah online is very like one-way communication that's true yeah so I think markets are very nice in that way and events and stuff in like You get to see your customers and you get to hear what they think of your products.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's like really special.
0: Would you like to
1: share one of your income uh, streams next?
0: Yeah, I think for me, uh, so far, like my my most kind of successful income stream has been selling to or like through retailers. Uh, Well, so far, I've been only, like, selling at local shops, like, kind of small design shops or museum shops.
1: Yeah. So can you explain, Um, like, quickly what it means if there are some people who don't know what it means selling retail? Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So there are, like, shops who sell things from, like, different makers or brands. And then, yeah, you basically bring them, like, a box (laughs) of your stuff... It it can work. It works for me, like, very different with different retailers. Some of them have, like, exact wishes of what they w- want you to bring. Like, they want this many of this product and this many of this product. And other shops give you freedom. They just, like, like you, like your art. And they're like, just bring whatever. But basically, yeah, you bring your products to the shop. And sometimes they're, like, two different ways to sell through retailers there is wholesale and there is consignment so wholesale means that they buy the products off you right away mm. so they pay you the money for the amount that you give them and then they sell them so you got the money right away you gave the products to them, and then it's in their hands, and they sell them. And yeah. consignment means that you bring the product to them, they sell them, they keep a percentage, and they give the rest to you after yeah. the products have been sold. And usually, like wholesale, is often kind of more preferable because there's more guarantee that you get your money. Yeah, but. With smaller shops, like, a lot of of them don't do wholesale because it's too risky for them because they also don't know how your products are going to sell. Yeah. So I personally, like, do consignment with most of the shops in Helsinki. But if I need to send things outside of Helsinki, I prefer wholesale because mm. I can't really keep an eye on how it goes and if my products have sold or anything. But if the yeah. shops are in Helsinki, it's kind of easier for me to pop in and and talk to them and I usually know the shop managers personally like face to face and it's kind of easier and I don't mind that it's consignment. I just bring stuff there and I get I they give me a report every month of what has been sold and I send them the invoice. So every month I get something from the shop and then I can also like take things back Anytime and maybe bring them different products if something doesn't sell so well. So it's kind of not a problem. And usually from consignment, I mean, it of course depends on your contract with the people, but generally with consignment, you also get a bit more, like the, the percentage, because mm. like a standard wholesale price is kind of half of your retail price, like half the price of what you sell, of... Of the price that you use in your shop. I don't know if I'm explaining it well. (laughs) But like, for example, if your product is 10 euros in your shop, the wholesale price would be 5 euros. Mm -hmm. Like roughly, roughly, of course, some people have different, but this is like a standard. But in consignment, usually they or often they would keep like 40%. So you get 60% of the price. So you get a bit more. Yeah, but it's spread out. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but also it depends because I also had some consignment clients who still took fifty percent. So it's like case to case basis, but that's like the <laughs> the basic way of how it works. I don't know. Do do you have something to add?
1: Yeah, I guess like how um, how we've gotten because I also have a couple of retailers. Uh, and for mm-hmm. me, so far, it has worked so that, uh, like, I've been contacted by a person <laughs> who, <laughs> who runs the store, and they ask if I would like to sell there, which is like a dream uh, situation, because I haven't had to do anything except, I guess, like, have an Instagram account, and they find me through that. Uh, but I actually haven't yet, like, it was my plan this year, but then, you know... Things happened and like some shops in the springtime were even like closed, like a lot of these d- design shops and stuff. So, I haven't actually gotten around to like contacting stores myself, but that's something I would like to do. But I think you have experience with that, right?
0: Yes, yeah, that's like mainly how I got most of my retailers. I there was like one period of time when I made this huge um excel sheet with like all the places to contact and i contacted a lot of places i made like um like a catalog uh of my products with photographs and prices yeah and like my terms of what is it terms and conditions and like all of that i mean it was pretty simple it doesn't have to be super like professional (laughs) yeah uh i think mine was pretty simple and my terms were like written in my own words just kind of like how i sell so it doesn't have to be this like extremely professional legal document or anything just photos mm. of your products and wholesale prices and and just some like rules like i was like that uh, if if i need to sell send things i charge shipping separately and mm. for example or like uh, how they can then come up with their own prices, like if I sell wholesale, should they s- s- sell it with same prices as I have in my shop or can I put any or can they put any price they want like like just these things that different designers have different opinions so you put your, <laughs> yours in there <laughs> uh, but you can like Google like terms and conditions for wholesale and you can find some advice online on that because like this stuff sounds scary but actually like you can do it
1: (laughs) yeah even to me it sounds a little bit because like in my situation I've had like the shops have uh, given their like contracts they already had contracts because they already are like selling a bunch of artists um, things so then I've just used that I've never had to make one myself but yeah Yeah. but it's good advice to (laughs) at least look into
0: it yeah, at least that's how, like, I did it, but yeah, yeah. then some shops also gave me their own contracts, yeah. but it's, like, how I started the communication, like, I made this yeah. document and it was pretty simple, but, like, somewhat professional, not just, like, attaching a bunch of photographs to the email, Yeah,
1: yeah. but, like,
0: kind of making this PDF file with everything together, and... Yeah, and then I just sent it to loads of shops. I sent it to a lot of shops. And yes. I got... And maybe like 2% of them were interested. So it's not like every shop you contact will be inter- yeah. will be interested. Or at least for me, that like most people did not reply anything. And some people just said they're not really taking any new designers now. Or like, yeah. like most of the most of what i got was rejection or ignoring me but i did get some retailers from that so it did work and Yeah. yeah and it was like Several years ago, and with most of them, I kept kind of my relationship ongoing. So I was yeah. always afraid that they'll sell some of my stuff and then they want to like get some new designers that they kind of because it's you know they're design shops, they want to change things up, and yeah, new yeah. designers pop up all the time. So I was like wondering if I'm just new to them and they're gonna jump to another new person, yeah. But, like so far, unless shops closed, um, it's been like it's been a nice experience. And yeah, later some places also contacted me themselves. But it's not like most of my experience. Most of it yeah. I've done it. I've done the reaching out. But yeah, some did. But again, this year I yeah. has been pretty bad <laughs> for that side <laughs> of my business, which Which was really sad for me because it was like, since that was my main income for Mm -hmm. my illustration job. And in spring, a lot of like, you know, the museums were closed and a lot of those small shops were closed. And one of my biggest retailers also went bankrupt. Yeah. And yeah, I also did not (laughs) receive. Some of the money that they owed me still. And I don't know yeah. if I ever will. Because that's the that's the reality with businesses going bankrupt. Sometimes if yeah. they owe you money, you won't receive it ever. Yeah. And yeah. So it has been very sad and demotivating. And I think like that's also why my online shop <laughs> has not been doing well. Because... The owner of the online shop has not been doing well emotionally mm. because, because their retailer-based business uh, went to a bad place. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm not going to swear now, because <laughs> <laughs> even though we're allowed to, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. So, yeah, but I generally I have quite a good experience with the retailers. I really like like kind of just bringing a box of products, leaving them there and then just getting like making an invoice every month and getting some money every month. Yeah. And it's not like a lot of money from each separate shop. But if you have a lot of shops together, they make like they can make a substantial income.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's something that I still want to, like, kind of try and grow with my business. Because yeah. I yeah. I really, I like that it's, yeah, like you said, you kind of, you create these products, you just, like, send them off or bring them to the shop if it's local, and then, then you've kind of done the work already, and then you're just, every month, you get something for it. <laughs> so it's, like, yes. nice... Uh, and yeah, that there's kind of some kind of a baseline maybe for your, the monthly
0: yeah. income that way. And of course, it it doesn't always go, go super smoothly. Like sometimes I don't get paid in time. Sometimes mm. I need to remind them. Sometimes like I usually need to remind or like ask if anybody needs any, um, like. More if anybody needs more products, they don't usually request it. I need to, like, so uh, did you run out of anything? Should I bring you some more? Like, I, I always have to do that. And yeah. sometimes I also need to ask for a report. Most of them are organized enough to like send me monthly reports or bi monthly or however it works with them but sometimes I need to remind like did I sell anything could you please send me a report for the last five months because I haven't heard from you in a while and like these things happen and also sometimes I will send them the invoice and I won't get paid in time and then I'm like I still haven't gotten your payment and they would be like Sorry, our accounting system is so, is so messy. We will try to ask the person and they will ask the other person. Cause also, like, if it's a bigger, like, if it's a museum, it's like a bigger organization, yeah. even though the shop itself is small, their accounting is like this huge thing and things get lost and like. So it's, yeah. it's, of course, it's still, it's not like as smooth as just like bringing a bunch of products, forgetting it and getting loads of money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I but I
0: still, I still feel that it's like less hassle for me personally than an online shop. Mm. Okay. Do you have some other streams you want to share?
1: Yes. Uh, so one other thing that I do is personal commissions. Uh, These I get mainly through Instagram. I think all of them, and a couple of times I've also been contacted by people who whose friends have gotten a portrait by me before, and they've Mm. been like referred, which is super nice that people are like happy with the work that I do. But yeah, so uh, I create portraits for usually for couples or families or sometimes like friends or. Uh, and that's really nice I don't do like a lot of them like um, this year for example I haven't like advertised portraits at any point Uh, I've only done a couple because they're uh, I like them but they're also very stressful to me like I feel the responsibility is like very I don't know because it's like a personal thing And it's usually it's even like a gift, maybe for like some special occasion or something. And then it's like, it's not cheap for people uh, to get those portraits. So there's like a lot of pressure to perform. So they're like very stressful. So I I can't, I don't think I could be an artist who relies on commissions because I take them maybe like I I stress about them a lot. (laughs) And you also do portraits, right?
0: Yes, I do some portrait commissions and I basically like, yeah, have a similar experience. Like I, on one hand, I really like it. It's like, mm. it's very special to communicate with people that way. Like I yeah. get their photos, I get them to like describe their partners from this yeah. like very loving place. It's so cute. Like when it's like couple portraits, it's always so cute when they send yeah. me like their their couple photos and like... They're so cute and lovely and, like... (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, and then... Or, or like, if they have their pets and they talk about their pets or about their family and, like, they usually... Like, you usually get some description of them, like, so that you understand their personality bit. It's, like, it's a very special, intimate relationship with the customer, which is, like, I, I really like. But, yes, it's quite stressful i also try not to do a lot of portraits uh, because yeah i also feel that pressure and yeah and of course like most of most of my customers are wonderful but some i mean all of them are really nice but sometimes of course there can be like miscommunications or like or like i don't understand what they want or they don't understand what like I can provide because, of course, like not all people always understand each other, especially through email. Yeah. So So sometimes it gets like the communication part also gets a bit stressful, which like in the end, of course, like we resolve it and everyone is happy. Like I will, I, I try my best to not leave anyone unhappy and we try to like figure things out even if there is miscommunication. But of course it takes a lot of time and energy. So yeah, while these are very special, it's really hard to take. On a lot of those. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Yeah, I feel like the communication is like something that I kind of, every time I kind of forget that, that actually usually, or a lot of the times at least, it takes quite a lot of time. Like there's, there can be quite a bit of back and forth. Like, and sometimes, like, uh, yeah, like people maybe don't understand that some things might be harder to change at a later time than maybe in the beginning (laughs) and and things like that that are like frustrating even though like of course I understand but it's yeah it's a lot (laughs) to handle yeah so yeah
0: yeah because sometimes of course you communicate with people who are not artists so they don't necessarily uh, like know how it works to create this kind of job so you also need to like kind of nicely educate them on like what's going on yeah. which is like of course okay because not everybody is like supposed to know everything about everyone's <laughs> job but but again like yeah it takes time so I think like yeah if you're considering doing commissions it's good to kind of take that into account also when you're pricing them that yeah a lot of your working hours will also go into communication and changing things up and stuff yeah that's a good point and it's like important to also communicate that to clients that it's like these things are these things take much longer than like something that you just create yourself without anyone else's ideas yeah (laughs) being considered yeah
1: well talking about commissions uh i think in the past year mostly i've also gotten to do some work for companies or organizations which has been like new for me and is pretty scary still, but it has also been really exciting and fun. And uh, like, as you can imagine, in most cases, uh, like when a company commissions your work, they do pay more than like a person, a single person who who commissions a portrait from you. So they're also really nice in that way that they kind of, the compensation for the work is uh, more but also what has happened for me has been that all of my work so far that I've done uh, for companies or organizations has been through referral so someone maybe already working in the company uh, knows me and knows that I do illustration and then they ask or someone referred a person <laughs> person to like put like ask me if I want to do it which is like super amazing and fortunate and yeah so I haven't I, I've been like really scared to approach companies myself because <laughs> why am I scared of everything <laughs> I'm so scared of like <laughs> look at me I'm an illustrator please hire me please give me money but I mean that is like it marketing is a big part of this job but yeah it doesn't come very naturally to me so I'm very grateful that I've gotten some opportunities through. Um, like this way yeah. and also I think some companies maybe like f- through my social media as well
0: yeah which is nice <laughs> yeah for me like client projects hasn't really been that big of an income like not mm-hmm. because they don't pay much but because yeah I don't get so many of these projects but, I, yeah, I also haven't been, like, very actively seeking those out. Mm. I, yeah, I'm also, like, terrified of approaching <laughs> them <Yeah>. myself. <laughs> and sometimes I have been approached by, by companies, but mm-hmm. whenever I name the price which is I don't think like my prices are even that high like no. they disappear often which I mean I'm, I'm sure is a case for a lot of illustrators cause, yeah, yeah a lot that's of, happened to a me lot of well. companies yeah a lot of companies don't realize that hiring an illustrator is not it's <laughs> not a cheap thing yeah <laughs> yeah Uh, And also, like, sometimes I get approached by companies from other countries where the prices are different. So when I name them, they're like my Finnish prices. For them, it's too expensive, which also I understand. But also I unfortunately can't afford to charge the amounts that people in their country charge. Because I live in this country and I need to, like, you know, pay for things here. So... So I think that's, like, a bit challenging also because you kind of, like... Sometimes you want to also work with that organization and you understand why they can't afford it. But then also, like, sorry, no one can do. (laughs) I need to eat food. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, the last, like, kind of client project I did was, like, probably a year ago for this feminist exhibition. But, yeah, I really, like... Like, I feel like I want to do more of those kind of socially important projects. Because then for those, yeah. I also don't feel bad charging a bit less. Because <laughs> it's also like important work. And I know that these like these uh, organizations are like non-commercial or like non-profit. Yeah. So they don't have huge budgets. But of course, then I, d- I can't really do a lot of those projects because if i'm not charging a lot then i need to also earn money from other places and stuff yeah but yeah but also i'm like i don't want to do a lot of like this business client projects because yeah i I, i'm not good with like pressure and deadlines and (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah i'm a bit like because for a while, I thought, like, I need to do a portfolio and I need to look for clients because that's what, like, proper illustrators do. You Like, mm. uh, until you worked with proper business clients, it's like, you're not really a real illustrator. But I kind of, like, when I actually thought about it, yeah, that's like, I, I had, a, <laughs> yeah, I had, like, a talk with, like, a professional illustrator who was kind of, like, mentoring me a bit. And yeah. they asked, like, so what kind of clients do you want to work with? And that was, like, the first time I actually thought about it. Mm. like because because at first i was just kind of like oh whoever approaches me i'm gonna be so honored that somebody wants to pay (laughs) me for my work but then actually when i thought about like who i want to work with i'm like well i don't want to work with like anyone who would have tough deadlines like i actually would never want to work for like uh what is it like what what's it called editorial Mm-hmm illustration like magazines and stuff where th- with that you know come out regularly and you need yeah. to meet those like very strict deadlines i'm like yeah no because i would like i would just cry through that project i don't <laughs> think i should do that like yeah, yeah. so i kind of realized that yeah while cl- like bigger client projects are nice they're not really for me in like a big um uh, Way more like maybe every now and then. I wouldn't Mm. want it to be my main. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely also
1: wouldn't want that to be like my main thing. At least like time-wise. Like I was even thinking kind of it would be great to maybe get like a project like, I don't know, every couple months or every three months or something. And then in between kind of just focus on things that I enjoy but if if I could get like some I don't know some bigger clients where I could then like spread that (laughs) spread that money over a couple months even because I like yeah like my um what I spend per month is not like a big sum (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it like that would be the dream. So that i could kind of pay my bills with these bigger things but then i could like be a bit more relaxed with my own like personal creative stuff and what i like maybe would have more time to experiment and like do fun stuff in my shop and yeah. like take yeah. the pressure off a bit yeah. which would be very nice <laughs> <laughs> do you have some more income streams you'd like to
0: share yes i have a couple more yeah uh so uh one of them is grants Mm. i haven't gotten like a lot of grants but for example this year like the whole year uh my partner and i have like a duo project and it's not necessarily like an or like it's not at all an illustration project for me but it's like a creative visual project because i'm like doing photos and video and i already talked about it so i'm like not gonna go too much into that but i was like really scared of applying to grants before because like Uh i had no idea how it works but now that we got like we actually received one like full year grant where we get like a monthly salary to do creative work (laughs) i'm like a bit more kind of excited about yeah it and like i have been applying to other things and we also applied for another year of like uh i don't know if we get it but like we're trying out also these bigger like whole year projects Where he will do his music stuff and I will do my visual stuff. But also I'm applying for smaller things here and there. To like possibly maybe get paid sometimes for like something. Yeah. 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 And I feel like applying for grants is like very time consuming thing. So of course it's like I, I feel like that's maybe a bit difficult that you have sometimes to do a lot of work that you don't mm. know if you're going to get paid for. Yeah. But I also feel that once you have applied for a couple, it gets easier cuz you already have put together a CV, you have already put together like a description of what you do and like and then and, and also you have some experience with like describing your art and describing your project, so yeah. I feel like it does get easier with time, so then it doesn't take as much time, maybe. But again, of course, it depends on the project. If you're applying yeah. for like a whole year of work, then of course it needs some some work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm still scared of grants. But my partner has like a lot of experience, mostly applying for them. But he's also gotten a, a few,
0: like... Yeah, but, it's, but you yeah, have gotten it's some also, right?
1: Yeah, actually, yeah. As, yes, I have gotten one grant which was very nice it was like for one month's work um and that's how i created last year i created my mental health zine taking care uh i created that with the grant money i was able to work on it so yeah that was like super amazing uh and yeah i mean we also applied with you together for like a group project once that we didn't get and i've applied maybe one other time myself that i didn't get yeah. yeah I'm just
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Not with that. grants the the thing is I think it's like similar to like how I was describing the messaging the, the retailers yeah like you put yourself out in a lot of places and the response you get is like a small percentage yeah so yeah. The, the more you apply the the more chance there is that there is like something out yeah there for you but again also it depends on where you live because of course like in Finland we are lucky to have uh, a lot of uh foundations that give money yeah. to art that's and of true. course that's not the case everywhere so yeah that's maybe that's more country specific also but yeah if your if your country or maybe like of course some grants are international but like if there are some grants available to you i would highly recommend to research more on that and just try it out
1: yeah definitely mm-hmm. uh okay so one other um income stream that i have is my patreon this is like yeah. a very small <laughs> very small income stream but it's still it still is and it's like it's really nice uh so I, i'm pretty sure our listeners know what a patreon is because we even have a patreon for the podcast uh, but basically it's like a monthly like you support an artist or a project or whatever uh like with a monthly pledge of like i don't know like one two 20 (laughs) euros or dollars or i guess it can be anything but basically like Mm. it can be very small or it can be bigger uh and in return i create some content that is like exclusive for my patreon so what i do is like i i have a secret sketchbook tour where i show off my sketches of the month and kind of talk through them and maybe the process of finishing them and um, i've done some videos in the past for my patreon i do like a phone wallpaper like all these little things and then like a monthly newsletter where i kind of talk about how my month has been and what i've enjoyed and things like that but it can be anything but yeah i really like it i'm but but my Patreon, like, I always feel a bit guilty because my Patreon page really shows how bad I am, like, with schedules and, like, with my time management because I feel like within the last week of the month, I complete everything. Like, I can never spread it out. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, in the final days, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I've forgotten. <laughs> so, it's, I always feel a bit, oh. But yeah, I I also have been like thinking a lot about that. I want to like for the new year, I want to kind of rethink my Patreon a little bit and see how I could maybe make it work better, both for me and for my uh, patrons, my supporters there. But yeah, I feel like Patreon has like a lot of potential, but I don't quite understand it yet.
0: Yeah, well, as your patron, I would like to say that the scheduling thing is clear only to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least, like, I am subscribed to, like, se- I support several artists on Patreon, mm-hmm. yeah, so same. I don't really follow their posting schedule. I'm just happy every time they post something. Like, I'm not like, oh, this is the time I'm supposed to get this thing. Like, I mean, of course, like, yeah, if, if it's like a weekly podcast... Maybe I expect it <laughs> on a certain day, but also, like, if they don't post it, I'm not mad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, that's not, true. Like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I don't think I have any idea about the people that I, I support there, like, when they are posting things. I don't keep track of either, yes. so
0: so maybe. So I like... think as long as you provide, like, regular content that you promised, it's it, it's not, like... A problem if your scheduling is not perfect.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And also, I think um, uh, for everyone who is running Patreon, including Mia, you should not be shy to advertise your Patreon as much as possible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I think people want to support their favorite artists. So it's good if they like... If they Thanks. always remind people, oh, by the way, I have Patreon. <laughs> yeah, I and, should. Um, I should. Um... I should get better at marketing myself. Surprise, surprise. Yes. <laughs> yes, and all of you followers who are fans of Mia's work, <laughs> oh! you can find Mia on Patreon. And <laughs> as oh. as as Mia's patron, I can tell you that you can see some really nice. Um, things there and some nice insider info. Oh, thank you. Some nice updates. So Oh, that's so sweet. Go support me on Patreon. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Well, my last income stream that I could think of is is very new and it's tattooing. Yes. And that was kind of like, I mean, that you already know, that has been like a dream of mine for years. But also, like, it happened quite fast now, I think, because of my uh, frustration with everything else kind of disappearing and me suddenly, like, not getting any money from my creative stuff. So I kind of like the opportunity to tattoo kind of fell on me and i grabbed onto it with all my (laughs) (laughs) strength and i didn't want to let go and i'm like yes i'm doing this i'm like so it's been like happening quite fast but i like first of all it has been long in the works so maybe that's why it's happening quite fast now but also because like i really want to do it because it's like a breath of fresh air after all of the disappointments of this year (laughs) Yeah. But, and I feel like you're
1: a natural. Like I kind of feel like and I, I mean you talked about this that it's kind of like meant to be. Like
0: you're meant to be. Yeah. Tattoos. Yeah, I think like a lot of my art was meant to be tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't realize it <laughs> yet. And now I'm looking at my old art and I'm like, "Oh, nice. This can be a flash <laughs> or like a tattoo design." <laughs> but yeah, but uh, again like as f- for for the income um side of course mm-hmm. it hasn't like yet brought me like loads of money because i'm still learning and mm-hmm. of course as like with every new thing when you start it it's not gonna bring you money right away yeah. and like of course while i was like learning like i i've done a bunch of tattoos already but i haven't like charged for all of them because i was just training in the beginning and i still kind of charge quite low prices because i still am learning mm-hmm so like for now it doesn't really like pay my bills but it kind of like it it pays my studio rent and it pays my um era supplies yeah like supplies and like all of the stuff i need and it's paying me back for like all the (laughs) for tattooing furniture i got and stuff (laughs) so like it's not yet a proper income stream but it mm-hmm. seems like it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. once I, like, raise my prices and, like, once everything is settled, so...
1: Yeah. And you are, yeah. like, right now in that process, right? Like, you're, you've are you already kind of raised your prices, but, like, this is kind of your... What is this, like, your f- first month kind of more professionally tattooing? Because you... Kind yeah. Of before you were still learning, so... Oh, I'm so excited. Like, I I
0: see so much potential in this for you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, me too. And so far, like, I really enjoyed the process. Because, yeah, it's kind of similar in a way as, like, because we were talking about, like, custom, Mm -hmm. like, portrait work, for example. Like, you kind of work with a client one-on-one. You learn more about themselves. You have a more intimate relationship with them. So I feel similar here also, like... You do meet the clients face to face. You do like um, poke their skin with the needle, <laughs> <laughs> and you are really up close and personal with their skin. Yeah. So of course it is like it is a very intimate relationship, and of it, yeah. it can also be like different body parts. So sometimes they show you a part of their body that they don't like you know, show every day to everyone. So it's like, it's it's quite intimate and personal. And, but I I really like it how it's like very, because in our friendship episode, I was talking about how I'm like, I strive on like one-on-one relationships. So for example, like compared to like markets where I see so many people in one day, like this is very like, this feels so much more me (laughs) that i just meet my client one on one and most of them are like so nice like so far nobody has been like mean or anything maybe some people were like quite shy so i don't really get to know them so i'm sure they're still nice but (laughs) (laughs) but i just like don't always of course like you still only meet them for like a couple hours yeah but it's just like the interaction is always so nice and people are so excited, and it's so special that, like, people like my art so much, they want it on their skin forever, <laughs> like, yeah. it's so, it's so special to me, and it's really I don't know, cool. and then sometimes they tell me, like, why they wanted that tattoo, like, it's not often, it means something to them, and it doesn't have to be something, like, super deep, also, it's still, like, when it has a story, it's, like, So special. And also, like, when they find... Sometimes they find, like, a very clever placement for some of my designs (laughs) that I don't even think about. Like, I just draw something and then they put it somewhere and they're like, this is because, like, it kind of grows out of here. Or this is mimics, like, a part of my body. Or this Mm. goes around this. And I'm like, like, it's also kind of a collaborative Mm. effort also. Like, I don't know. It's just, like... Of course, I'm still, like, super excited about every little thing because it's so new to me. Yeah. Of course, though, I'm sure those a lot of those things will, will become just, like, an everyday thing <laughs> when I've done <laughs> a lot of tattoos. But so far, like... Of course, I'm still, like, a socially anxious person and I'm pretty shy when I meet clients and I'm, like, a bit anxious to be one-on-one with a new person and stuff. But it's still, like, a very nice... Yeah... Client interaction. And, and I also really like the process because it's also like hand very handmade, even though it's like an illustration in one way that you like draw this picture, but also because you like... And I do hand poke, so it's also like more crafty. I don't know. Like yeah. it, it kind of feels like it's a bit like a craft. I mean, it is a craft. It yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I really like that also. Yeah.
1: And also as Sasha's client who has gotten a tattoo from you <laughs> like i can highly recommend first of all like i mean i love like i've already like yeah like whenever you post flashes i'm like oh, like i just love your style and i can like see having so many of your tattoos on me but also like the experience was amazing it was very yeah. wonderful <laughs> thank you i mean it was nice to yes. hang out with you of course yes like, we're good friends but but also you made me feel very like like I like I trusted you completely and you were like asking me if I'm okay and everything like it was it was a ten out of ten experience. Oh, so highly okay. recommend <laughs> yes. anyone in the Helsinki yeah. area.
0: <laughs> yeah, so if you're in Helsinki, welcome for tattoos and yeah, like our studio, like our whole tattoo studio specializes in like this. It's called Hella, which means gentle, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we're like a very gentle studio, like we really care about our clients being comfortable and like it's like we don't really support the you need to deserve your tattoo by enduring the pain. And like, of of course, tattoo is going to be painful, but like we try to be very gentle around it and like we really care about the clients being comfortable and if it's too painful like we can take a break or continue another day or like like we l- really care about like listening to
1: yeah
0: how our clients feel and stuff and i also like feel very special that i get to work in this kind of environment because yeah yeah because it's also like when the whole concept is j- so gentle it's also gentle on the artists and yeah. on the clients and it's like yeah it, it's very nice
1: Oh, that's beautiful <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Yes. So, <laughs> there is my my big another big uh, monologue about how tattooing is amazing I feel like <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I mean it's, it's true and yeah. like you said you're like super excited about it now but I mean yeah. I think it's totally yeah. like not even just like fire but I like I love listening to people being excited about things
0: yeah like I yeah. love that Yeah, I'm really excited. But also, of course, like, it's... Because I was, like, talking about, like, good and bad sides of, like, all the other parts. But it's, like, (laughs) it's, it's of course, still not all, like, sunshine and roses. Like, there's still, like, difficult sides. and, And, of course, it's, like, also sometimes stressful to make something custom for people. And I also, like, really stress about, like, when something is, like, not perfect. And I also, like, I'm really concentrated on... because you know people are going to have it forever so i'm like yeah. pretty i feel i feel very responsible for them being good so i'm like very tired after every appointment because yeah. i'm concentrated <laughs> so so much i like I, I i'm quite perfectionist sometimes about those things and like i mean it's not an easy job at all yeah. but for me it's worth it but yeah. i also can see that it's not a job for everyone also so yeah like, I also don't want to make it sound like, like, oh, it's just amazing and everything is amazing. Like, <laughs> as any job, there are, of course, like, hard yeah. parts. And, yeah, but I'm still in this um, honeymoon phase. Uh, hun- yeah, I'm in a honeymoon phase with tattooing. So maybe also, like, take all of the things I say with a grain of salt.
1: <laughs> yeah. <Aww. laughs> yes. Okay. So you had this like great idea that we could also talk about things that we do that don't actually bring income, at least not yet, which I thought was like a really good idea. And one thing that I do that is that way for me is YouTube, which this year I haven't done very much because Uh, depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. but um, but it's something that I like I really love doing and I mean I have earned to date I have earned 70 euros from it uh, Mm -hmm. throughout my how many years have I had it Anyway, like, over several years. So I can't Mm -hmm. really call it. (laughs) It's mostly not any, like, yeah. It's just something I do because I like to share my life and the creative stuff I do. I just really love connecting with people that way. Uh, And also, like, creating these little... I guess it's kind of also, like, about romanticizing your own life in a way, because I, like, I create this highly stylized video of, like, like, my everyday life doesn't look like that. It's not, like, super inspiring all the time. And, I mean, it's also in my videos, I am, like, real about it. Like, I don't try to make it this super polished thing, but still, like, it is like this, you know, you make it aesthetic, you make it nice. But, yeah, that's, like, one thing that I really love doing that, that... That doesn't bring any money to me. So that's why I kind of... I am sporadic with it because sometimes I just don't have the energy or the time to uh, make those videos even though I enjoy it because I have to prioritize things that do earn me money so I can pay rent and eat. (laughs) And also just take care of myself. But
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I also have, like, some of those things that I kind of do, like, I consider them as things I do for work, mm-hmm. but, yeah, they either don't bring money yet or just don't bring money at all, but still I find them valuable in some way. Yeah. So, I mean, I think for both of us it's, like, this podcast. Yeah, yes, <laughs> <It> Yeah, <is. laughs> and, of course, like maybe eventually it will bring us some income maybe it won't like we don't really know but we kind of like we really enjoy doing it anyway yeah and it already has brought us like some beautiful connections which some of them like might even result in work or might not and it like it doesn't matter (laughs) either way it's beautiful so i feel like like, these so, things like that, like, YouTube or podcast or also, like, Instagram is like that for me. Like, I do consider um, Instagram, like, part of my work. That's true. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, this kind of social media and sharing things, like, I find them very fun, mm-hmm. very fulfilling, but very difficult to monetize. Yeah. And, but also, like, maybe, for me, like, not worth it to, like, work too hard to monetize. Yeah. But still valuable because of the connections, because of the, like, you know, it's it's also, like, it's also part of the marketing and visibility and, like, possibly... um like, a, a way to possibly also find, like, clients or customers or connections yeah. that can bring some work to other income streams. But even without that, still valuable just for all the connections and all the fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so,
1: like, yeah. such a nice way to put it. Yes.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also have our, like, IRL Helsinki Drawing Club, which also has been, like, on pause this year, because it's, like, a public event, but it's definitely gonna get resumed as soon as it's safe.
1: Yeah, I miss that so much. It's, like, one of... Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, one of my favorite
0: things that we get to do together. Yeah. But I also, like... I, I do consider it part of my work, but also it's, like, this... I feel like it's... Because uh working as like a freelancer or like as an entrepreneur is like quite a lonely thing mm-hmm. so i feel like this uh, this irl healthy drawing club is like this thing that provides us and other people like us with like this company that we all lack mm-hmm. and also maybe with some like free creative time which we all lack because we yeah. do creative stuff for work And maybe there is not enough time to just draw for fun. So then there is, like, this space where we can all come and uh, do this stuff that, like, together and also do something creative. So, like, if the purpose of that event is, like, in no way, like, earning money. And I don't even know if, like, yeah, but it's still, like... We kind of provide ours us and people like us with this thing that like our work lacks, maybe. Yeah. Cause I think when yeah. when you work like in a company, oftentimes you will have some kind of like Group activities that are just for fun for like all the colleagues there, but we don't really have that when, like, when your whole company is just you. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to do so that. So, maybe like the create, we kind of try to have this, like, yeah, the creatives come together. So, we have this fun activity that we do that is like a common yeah. thing to all of us. So, at least I see it as this, yeah, like this extremely important thing for work, but it's. It's not necessarily work on its own. Yeah. Yes. Me too.
1: I love it. And I, yeah, I see that it's like, I see it as like very valuable that we, we can like offer that to people. And like also, like I, I feel like also valuable for me. (laughs) Like -hmm. it's very valuable Mm -hmm. for me, but also like, yeah. Yeah yeah
0: and like of course not all people who come are like creative professionals some of them yeah. do work somewhere else and they just come to draw which is like they're also welcome and it's fine but like i kind of like the i see the pur- the initial purpose like what i just described but mm. of course it doesn't mean that it's like only for no, creative no, entrepreneurs no. it's basically for everyone who wants to draw yeah and, and i mean enjoy their company yeah. as much
1: exactly and like from the beginning we've like we have like presented it that like it has been like yeah. open to anyone who's like and there have been like it's so cool we've had like a lot of people who tell us that oh this is the first time I've drawn since I was a teenager or something like since I was a kid yeah. and that is like so amazing that someone like yeah yeah comes in yeah. like wants to be
0: creative again that's so nice it's yeah, like really special yeah. yeah all right should we go to the question of the week?
1: Yes, let's do that. Uh, this question was actually provided by my partner only, <laughs> <Yeah>. who <laughs> wants to ask us, do you listen to anything when you draw? And if you do, what is it? Do you want to go first?
0: Sure. Uh, yes, I listen to things. When I do anything, (laughs) yes, I I have a, like, I have this thing that I need two things going on in in my brain at the same time. I I can't really concentrate on one thing Mm. at a time. I can only concentrate on two things at a time and maybe three things I can't anymore. (laughs) But sometimes sometimes sometimes. you try. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, I need to listen to something usually or watch something when I draw. I like to listen to podcasts
1: yeah same uh
0: i like uh yeah i i think i already like recommended some podcasts before but yeah i like some true crime stuff i like some uh supernatural stuff i like some podcasts that are about some tv shows like i i have very wide podcast genre taste that's cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) or like some podcasts where i learn about something I like to sometimes, like, watch something
1: like, yeah. on some YouTube or something. I do that a lot. Which kind yeah, of sounds I... counterintuitive, but, like, so, you know, you yeah. have to look at what you're drawing, but then... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I, I try, like, if I'm drawing, then I won't play something that I actually need to look at. Mm. So it's either yeah. something I've already seen or some, like, YouTube video where the person mostly talks... Or something like that. So I kind of, like, still listen to it. And, like, whenever it's important, I will kind of glimpse on it every now and then. But, yeah. And, yeah, sometimes I would listen to music when I draw. But mostly, I think music is more for, like, for me. If I listen to music to accompany something, it will mostly be, like, cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) Or cooking. Or... Something where I feel like I need some speed (laughs) added to (laughs) to it. But sometimes I will listen to music when I draw.
1: Yeah. Like, my main thing with music, uh, or, like, listening to music while I draw, is that I share my studio with my partner, Oli, who I've mentioned, like, a million times in this episode, I feel like. But he does, uh, like music and sound art so he wears headphones all day but I can't really make noise so I would also need to listen to music uh, on my headphones and like with podcasts and whatever I listen to I I had to wear my headphones so I don't bother him (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, which is like I mean (laughs) that sounded like I'm super offended that I have to do that but like I'm a little bit because hear me out I love listening to music but I I need to be able to sing along so I can't really <laughs> so I can't really listen to it by headphones because then I still like catch myself like kind of singing along and then like it's, it's kind of, yeah, it doesn't work out so I can't do that if he's in the studio with me and that is true like on most days so yeah, mostly I don't listen to music but, but yeah <laughs> podcasts, yes, and YouTube videos, yes, and sometimes I've been like I think it's yeah i have trouble like also concentrating on a single task sometimes i even like watch youtube videos that like i can they kind of require watching even like at least some of them so then i kind of like constantly distracted from my drawing like i i know it's not great but i, I still do that but yeah so mostly n- not music but other mm-hmm. stuff i'm sorry Ollie, i didn't mean to like blame you <laughs> With this question that you, like, kindly
0: <laughs> provide us. Well, for kind of he kind of got himself into it because he asked this question. <laughs> He's like, I wonder what is Mia listening to in her fa- headphones. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll find out by asking a question on this podcast. <laughs>
1: but I mean I'm only joking like I'm not you know yeah. it's a small thing and then there are like some days when he's not working in our shirt studio and that's when I get to blast my music so you know life eh, eh, is like about compromises so I'm, I'm not yeah. like mad about it
0: <laughs> yeah I mean sometimes I do also like need to listen to my partner's uh m- like work sounds when I draw and Yeah, sometimes I can't listen to anything else at the same time. Or sometimes I'm listening to something at the same time, like, aloud, and he doesn't mind. Because he's, like, for example, he's, like, building some instrument, and he's just testing it out. So it's a lot of, like, very random noises. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't mind that I'm watching something aloud. But it's still, like, we'll also include some of that. So I'm, like, also used to, like, chaotic sound stuff here, because... Yeah. You know, a partner of a sound artist. Yes.
1: That's,
0: <laughs> really. That's that's <laughs> part of the of the package. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I hope your friends enjoyed this episode. I definitely did.
1: Yes. This was so much fun uh chatting quite casually, I feel like. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah yeah and i like to kind of like be open about this work yeah. stuff because maybe sometimes there's this expectation that like artists work is like mystery and yeah whatever but i don't i don't care about this stuff I yeah we don't want to wanna be up, open hold that and <laughs> yeah yeah and like honest about that like some things are more difficult, and some things don't always work out. And yeah, and also that yeah. change is like normal. Like yeah, your income totally.
1: and where it comes from—it's like all the time in this change.
0: Yeah, I, I'm changed. still learning that also. That yeah. like I should stop trying to find a perfect solution to like mm. how how I work yeah. and kind of just also learn to kind of go with the flow sometimes (laughs) or like channel the flow (laughs) (laughs) like kind of like more also like yeah maybe use instincts and stuff not just kind of like yeah i kind of learned that i can't (laughs) yeah i I can't plan my life out really like my work life out ahead with this kind of job at least i feel like i can't so i'm kind of learning to like accept that and just yeah just go with it and see where it takes me (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) oh Oh thank you so much for listening to our episode this week uh yes thank
0: you oh how is your drawing by the way it's okay i mean as as promised i drew a bunch of random stuff some of it looks nice some of it looks weird but yeah i mean (laughs) it's nothing in particular yeah Yeah. i can show you
1: in the video oh yeah oh but yeah those colors look cute that one looks a bit like a potato though (laughs) yeah (laughs) true which i mean is cute (laughs) yeah yeah I drew a
0: bunch of abstract stuff and a potato
1: yeah <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah I actually switched I I got done with my work sketches and I continued this drawing that I started at the cabin and That's it's so cute not quite finished but it's getting there
0: thank you yeah it's I love really these cute. colors <laughs> yeah it's really cozy Oh, okay. okay, so maybe this one you can post. Yeah, I can there.
1: actually show this one.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sneaky, yes. I managed to work my way around it. <laughs> yes, so my my bunch of uh, weird shapes and the potato are not going to be so lonely on the YouTube screen. <laughs> yeah. They're getting some company, don't worry. <laughs> They're really happy about it. Okay, well, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Yes, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Drawing Club Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at drawingclubpodcast or email us at drawingclubpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me, Mia,
1: on Instagram at mia.minerva and on YouTube as Mia Minerva. Sasha, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram at Sasha underscore Kretova. This podcast was created by us, Mia Minerva and Sasha Kretova.
0: Olli Arni created the theme song and assisted with the recording and Dmitry Zherbin took care of audio mastering. Welcome to the club, friends.